We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. That's not a score. Keep McPherson on the fan from 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. Come one, come all. Casual fans, bandwagon fans, Fairweather fans, Jets fans, Mets fans, Yankees fans, Giants fans. Come on, come on in. Welcome to my nighttime sports desk. Everything's on the table. We're going to talk about sports. You guessed it. I don't have any raps prepared. Craig Carton crushed it today. Just kidding. (laughs) Hey, it's Wednesday. Moving right along to Thursday by the time this show ends. And we're a couple more days away from playoff football. Your New York football giants taking on the Eagles. And that has dominated WFAN this week, as it should. This is a rare time. This is an unexpected time. I was just listening to the Giants playoff preview, which is actually in my town that I live in. Uh, Not my hometown, I was going to say. My hometown is Ocean Township, Monmouth County, Jersey Shore, stand up. But I live in downtown Jersey City, and they're over there at Hudson Hall. I'm listening to the radio on the way in. I'm like, oh, I should have stopped by. I'm no Giants fan, but I would have shown face. I'm excited, you know, for the playoffs. I'm excited to put some bets in. I'm excited to see this matchup, Giants versus Eagles. And I'm glad that we've been able to do the last two weeks, right? Last week, they were out in Riverdale at the Blue Ale House, and they said, you know, the plan is to win and do this again. So they did. And they brought it to downtown Jersey City, and Hudson Hall is a great venue. I've watched NFL football in there at least three or four times, and I'm sure there was a good turnout and a good vibe, good energy, and it sounded good from what I heard, so... Obviously, we're talking about your New York football giants. Danny Dimes is now Danny Dollars. Not yet. He hasn't signed the contract, but the writing's on the wall. That's what everybody's talking about. After what he did in that first game, he's the future. He's going to get paid. We don't know how much. If he wins another game, yesterday's price is not today's price. The price is going up. And as I'm looking through things and hearing things, there's just so much talk about Philadelphia going to Philadelphia, what their fans are like. And today, I think the biggest thing that stood out was everyone is ranking the head coaches, everyone's ranking the quarterbacks, 
the defenses, I guess, right? Because what do you need to survive in the playoffs? What do you need to win a Super Bowl? You need a good head coach. You need a quarterback, and you need a defense. And the Eagles have a really good defense. They have a stacked defense, but they have a quarterback that's only played one game in a month. I've been saying that all week. They have a head coach that actually buys pizza from Pizza Hut, and he hasn't won a playoff game. Neither has the quarterback. And when you look around, there's a lot of experience in these playoffs in this divisional round at the head coach position and the quarterback position. I mean, think what you want to think, believe what you want to believe, but experience matters in these moments, right? This is going to be a first for Nick Sirianni, Jalen Hurts, and these Eagles coming off the bye as the one seed, hosting with a ton of pressure on them against a divisional opponent that they've seen twice and beat twice. They have to try and beat for a third time. That's tough to do. We always talk about that. Hard to beat a team three times. Well, let's see it. And I think everybody's starting to like key in on this game. This could be the game of the week. And I think it's more even than people realize. That seven-and-a-half-point spread, I think it's disrespectful to the Giants, who are pretty good against the spread. Uh, Giants fans, call me up tonight with your new thoughts or any thoughts that you've had this week about your team. I think more things are just popping up in favor of the Giants. Like More and more analysts are weighing in and more and more people are looking at the situation and they're like, hey, this is uh, a game that I think the Giants are, you know, it's the Giants game to win. It's the Eagles game to lose. Now, uh, on tonight, I'm watching the New York Knicks in here. They're in the garden. Chris Stapps is back. I feel like they've played the Wizards like four times already. I feel like they've already played, or maybe I'm mixing them up with the Nets. I know the Nets have played them a bunch, but the, the Knicks are down. Um, Mitchell Robinson went out, and uh, I don't know. I, I don't think he's returning to the game. Uh, he had a sprain right thumb, and they certainly need him in the paint. The Knicks have been down for most of this game. It's 75-62 right now. We'll certainly talk about that. Bradley Beal activated, and um, you know he's back on the floor. But, yeah, the Knicks need to figure out a way to steal this one. It shouldn't even be a game that they have to steal. They have a better record than the Wizards, and they're on their home floor. Um, keeping eyes on that. The Islanders are hosting the Bruins. The Bruins are a pretty good team. They're up 2-1 right now uh, over there at UBS. Keeping eyes on the puck as well. That's the only local team on the ice tonight. And I think we got to open it up now. I think we got to talk a little bit more about the rest of the matchups in this divisional round. Uh, I'm really now keying on this um, (laughs) Jaguars-Chiefs game. I think there's going to be a ton of points and uh, a ton of yards. And if you're like me and you bet the parlays and you try and bet, you know, players to, you know, hit their props... I think there's a few guys that'll hit their props. And Trevor Lawrence came out today, and he had a quote in the media where he said he didn't think that Arrowhead was going to be much louder than his fans were in Duval County in Jacksonville for the last game. Oh, to be young and naive. Ignorance is bliss, young man. Uh, Arrowhead is one of the loudest stadiums in football, and those fans... Can't wait for their number one seed to get back on the field. And uh, I think that Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey and the rest of those guys are going to be ready to roll. Uh, Call me up if you want to talk Jags-Chiefs. I'm also looking at this Bengals-Bills matchup, which I was all in on the Bills, you know. Obviously with the DeMar Hamlin stuff, uh, I just feel like that is going to be a boost for them. I feel like he is like... 
you know, emotionally a guy that they are all going to rally around. But at the same time, Joe Burrow is Joe Cool. And uh, the Bengals had a tough go with their divisional opponents, the Ravens. But I think maybe they were sleeping on them. They're going on the road. They're they're not sleeping on the Bills. Uh, we did not get to see that Bengals-Bills matchup in Cincinnati play all the way out. We're going to see it this weekend. And I'm not so sure that the Bills have that locked up. Call me up if you want to talk Bengals-Bills. It's going to be a good matchup. That, I think, also can be uh, the game of the week. I think Joe Burrow is going to go in there and do what he does. They're going to throw the ball around. And the Bills, uh, you know, they struggled a little bit with the Dolphins. And if Josh Allen turns it over, the Bengals will make them pay. They're down a starting left tackle, but I I think they're ready to roll. That is uh, a a five-and-a-half-point game favoring the Buffalo Bills. The Dallas Cowboys and San Francisco 49ers is a rivalry. It's an old-time rivalry. They've played each other in the playoffs, and obviously if you're uh, you know, a person old enough to remember the 90s, uh, which I think most of us are, shout out to the young guys listening, you know, it's a rivalry renewed. Both of these teams are looking to join Sixburg in New England and get their sixth Super Bowl trophy. But more and more I'm thinking about this game, and I'm like, you know what? At first, I'm thinking Dallas, you know, they're fraudulent, and uh, the 49ers are stacked. This kid, Brock Purdy, he's the second-best story in the NFL behind Brian Dable and Danny Dollars and uh, the New York Giants. But he's due for one. They're due for a loss. They haven't lost in 10 weeks. This kid's 6-0. and He's due to look like a rookie. And this Dallas defense is the defense that could actually cause some problems for him. It's going to be on Dak Prescott. Dak can't turn the football over. Dak has to be as sharp as he was against Tampa. And, you know, the film review guys have really hit that Tampa tape and started to put stuff online, and and Dak was locked in. He had uh, the best game out of any quarterback. Um, It was Daniel Jones, but Dak really balled out, and he's going to have to do that again against Fred Warner and that 49ers defense. What else do we got? In baseball, the Metropolitans. They get a guy. I think last night I was like, okay, uh, Adam Duvall is off the board going to Boston. Kutch went back to Pittsburgh. They're saying Mancini's going to sign with the Cubs. What are the Mets going to do? Well, today we found out Tommy Pham. If you're not familiar with Tommy Pham, just think fantasy football and think like MMA. The guy is a tough guy, and he signs a $6 million contract. With the Mets, and what I think he brings to the Mets more than anything is an attitude, is a demeanor, is a reputation of like, hey, you don't mess with this kind of guy. Like, Rugnet Odor, right? We all saw Rugi punch uh, Joey Bats in the face, and then it was just like, okay, that guy's a tough guy. We all saw Tommy Pham slap Jock Peterson over fantasy football rules, and uh, the 34-year-old will be joining the Mets this upcoming season. We'll see what kind of role he has. We'll see uh, what Mets fans think about that tonight. Call me up and weigh in for sure. Other than that, it's really just Giants talk, right? Giants fans, call the fan. This is the official station to talk New York Giants, and that's what we should be doing all week. And as we get closer to the game, the narrative changes. As we get closer to Saturday, you should be getting more excited, more pumped up, and just feel like you have a chance to win. You do. You absolutely do. Jets fans, uh, if you want to talk about Nathaniel Hackett, call me up. It was reported today that he's meeting with 
Um, the, the, the Jets, um, as the offensive coordinator position, obviously, um, he was the head coach in Denver, and he's looking to go back to that offensive coordinator position, which when Denver brought him in, I think they were trying to lure Aaron Rodgers to Denver and pair those two together. People are starting to think Nathaniel Hackett goes to gang green. Maybe there's a chance Aaron Rodgers trades in that Green Bay jersey for a Green Jets jersey. I don't think it's going to happen, but Jets fans, it's something for you to think about, something for you to talk about, something for you to potentially be excited about. We'll go all around the sports world. We'll go around the NBA. We'll go around the NHL. We'll go around the NFL. And uh, I know we haven't really talked much about it yet, but the World Baseball Classic is coming up. I don't know if you guys are that interested in talking about it because it's still a little bit of a ways out. Uh, But we're getting closer and closer to pitchers and catchers reporting. And the guys that are playing in the WBC report first. And I think the first games start in early March. And I saw a lineup for the Dominican Republic today that is an all-star lineup. We'll go through the World Baseball Classic stuff. And I'll go through that lineup uh, a little later. But yeah, looking forward to hosting tonight. Looking forward to hosting every single night. Thanks for listening. Thanks for Uh, listening on the Odyssey app or in your cars on 1019 FM, 660 um, AM. We're going to talk about sports here. We're going to try and keep it to the sports. Keith McPherson on the fan. The number to dial is 877-337-6666. You got me until 1 AM. Let's do this thing. We'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yeah. Let's do it. You guys watch any sports today, yesterday? No? You guys don't even watch sports. I'm joking. Keith McPherson on the fan. Let's talk about some things. Obviously, the Giants are going to be involved in the conversation every hour tonight. We will try to mix in Nathaniel Hackett, and then we'll also try to hit on the rest of the divisional round, maybe some NBA. Um, the Knicks have cut the lead to 10. And I don't know. It's just I'm trying to watch this game, but it's just not doing it for me. Um, it's not important. 
We'll check the rest of the NBA scores as it gets a little later. Obviously, there's West Coast games that don't start till 10. And uh, I'll keep my eye on the puck as well. But I want to talk to you. So call me up, 877-337-6666. If you tried to call earlier, 10 to 2, or, you know, the morning show and you couldn't get on, or the afternoon, I'm your guy. All right, let's get into it. Richie out in Queens. What's up, Richie? Go for it. Hey, Keith. How are you, man? I am great. Thanks for calling. What you got? Yeah, it's always good talk. There's a lot of stuff going on. Did you hear that thing with uh, BT and uh, Tiki talking about BT talking about wearing his jersey? Yeah, so every wearing morning for the jersey? most part, I'm I'm on Twitch. Shout out to the Twitch community. WFAN has probably about 80 of us that watch Tiki and Tierney on Twitch.tv. I caught all of it, and it's been going on for a couple days now. You know, as a long-time Giants fan, I'm thinking, you know, I tried to call because um just didn't make any sense. I mean, I know you want to root for Teak. You're a Jet fan. I'm a Giant fan. I'm not going to my well, best friends are Jet fans. I'm Richie, not gonna wear you know what it is? BT must have been on one when he was ending the show last week. He set himself up. He said it. I don't know if he was trying to be friendly or supportive of his partner or yeah. supportive of the Giants, but he's like, yeah, bring the jersey in. I'll wear it. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, there's got to be a fine line with that. I'm not a big jersey guy. I do wear them when I go to a football game on occasion, but you root for your team. You wear a team. You root for your team. See, you wear that jersey. I'm a superstitious a jersey, guy. Like, to put on a jersey of another team that you don't root for, especially in your city that's, like, the other team, yeah. like, I, I just think that's – Superstitious wise, like that's you can't do that. And then uh, in in this digital age, you you get memed. So people can you know uh, they they say a picture has a thousand words. People can take one picture of BT in a Giants jersey and run with it. So I don't think he should. do will be here forever. That's exactly right, man. You know what? There has to come that little animosity that you know you're a Jet fan and and the Giants have won. The Giants Jets haven't won since '69. The Giants have won four since then. It's that, you know, like that feeling like even if your best friend is a Giant fan and your heart, you're saying, please, I can't take another championship, man. It's like the Nets <laughs> and the Knicks. It's the same deal, you know. You just well, Neither just one of them feeling, are winning but, the championship. <laughs> yeah, but for well, the Giants, hey, right? Uh, yeah, Jets fans are looking at the Giants like, wow, again, look at this. Like, this is similar to 2011, 2007. Well, you know if well, they get back yeah, to another Super Bowl, it's going to be tough. Gonna be tough. Yeah, when you think about it, Keith, how bad it was last year with Joe Judge, two quarterback sneaks on your own ten yard line. How far yep. this organization? I go back to fifty eight. I don't want to bore you with details. The first game I ever saw was the overtime game. I know you're pretty much into history. That's the Allen Amici game. That was overtime. They scored it. They beat the Giants in fifty eight. And the first game I ever went to was nineteen sixty, the first year of the Cowboys. And the Cowboys were expansion team, and the Giants had a great year that year. And they tied the Giants 35-35. I'll never forget it. And that was the only uh, – and, and the Cowboys went one oh, – no, actually 11 losses and one tie. Mm-hmm. Eva Barron was five foot seven quarterback. So I remember that. So basically I go back 64 years with this team. And like, getting back to what I was just start saying, to see how they progressed – it's incredible because quarterback was a question mark. Barkley was coming off an injury. The defense was questionable. 
the coach was fired. This is the greatest no story in this, this NFL season. And yeah, I mean, this is as big, and it's not because I'm a Giants fan. As far as the transition, I can't remember anything more incredible how it's just turned around. And I'm sure there are examples of that. But with this team, we spoke about six weeks ago, and I mentioned to you that the barometer of, of Daniel Jones is going to be the next five games to try to get into the playoffs. And I said, that's going to be the make or break. It, at, at this point, it's a make. He's won his game. He's going to get his contract. He's as good right now or playing as good as any quarterback in the league. I'm not going to get crazy and say, you know, that he's going to be the best or whatever. Right now, he's on a tremendous role. I think he's going to be a top five or six quarterback in the next couple of years. He has that ability. And and in this game, it's going to be really, really, uh, really interesting. You know, it's the third time they've played. Obviously, they're better than, the, than when they got blown out. The last game, they didn't they didn't play anybody. But you just got to think that with McKinney back and with Jackson back, you know, and he he made such an adjust, uh, adjustment, uh, Martindale, to shut down Jefferson. Man, they, he didn't get a pass looked at in the fourth quarter. And the tight end killed him. They got to make adjustments with that. There's no doubt. But what they did, and you know, and Minnesota is an up and down team, so he's a different animal. But it should be feeling, you know, it should be really, really a great game. So I don't think they're going to get blown out, and I would not be shocked if they win. What What's your feeling? Do you have a good feeling with them or no? I do. Thanks for the call, Richie. I agree. Like this Giants team is not the Giants team that we watched week one, week five, week eight. This Giants team is actually the team that you had hoped for all season. They weren't healthy all year. Somebody was missing on that defense. And uh, I, what I've been saying about their offense is their offense has evolved, right? Think about anything in life that you work on. If you're working on something from August to January, it shouldn't be the same as it was in August when you get to January. It should have evolved. It should have gotten better. You should have been able to expand on things. If you're building something and it's the same over the course of three, four, five months, there's a problem. Brian Dable, Mike Kafka, and I love watching Mike Kafka's uh, media today. You know, they asked him about the Statue of Liberty play, and um, <laughs> they said, Was that a Chiefs thing? He said, No, that's a Giants thing. Like, what are you talking about? Like, we, we built that into the offense. The guys want to do things like that, right? And I don't know if you guys played football, but, uh, you know, when you play football in training camp, you have a basic set of plays. You have, like, the offense and the install of the offense. And then week to week, you add little wrinkles to that offense. You have to. Maybe in high school level you don't do that, but in college you definitely do. Because you have to add little wrinkles. You got to be able to run the same play out of different formations. You got to be able to disguise plays with formations. You got to have little wrinkles added each week that aren't on film that the team you're playing against can account for. And that's what the Giants have done. They've also trusted Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, in the beginning, right, we heard recently that in training camp, <laughs> I think this is hilarious, in training camp, they were telling the defense the play they were going to run against Daniel Jones. He's going out there running the play, having no success. They're doing it to test this guy to see if he got rattled, to see if he got frustrated, to see if he got mad or gave up. He did it. He just kept coming, kept coming, kept working, kept trying to find an open receiver, make a play. And then Tyrod Taylor, 
they weren't doing that for, and Tyrod Taylor was having more success, and that was a test, right? But Daniel Jones, man, like, if you're a Giants fan, you go from Eli to this guy, he's more athletic than Eli. He has taken on so much criticism and negativity from being booed at Yankee Stadium, booed on draft night, viral videos of of Giants fans flipping out because they wanted Josh Allen, not Josh Allen from the Bills, Josh Allen from the Jaguars. He just kept coming. That's the kind of guy, pause, that's the guy that you want. Like, that's the guy you want that is unflappable, that is going to just keep working, that is going to just keep showing up and trying to get better and block out the noise. I talk about him. I say, you never see him too high. You never see him too low. And through the course of 18, 19 weeks, they have trusted him more, opened up the offense more, found a guy like Isaiah Hodgins for him to throw the ball to, right? Isaiah Hodgins is what they wanted Kenny Galladay to be. When you look at Isaiah Hodgins, uh, Ricky James, or Richie James, Darius Slayton, I saw something today on Twitter. Where is it? Because these guys were not these. You know how they talk about these guys are no names. There's no talent. Um, Tommy G105 on Twitter said Isaiah Hodgins was a sixth round pick. Darius Slayton a fifth round pick. Richie James a seventh round pick. So all of these guys were guys that were under the radar. Nobody really wanted practice squad guys or guys that were backups. And now they have a chance to get to the NFC Championship. Now they are starting as the wide receiver core for Daniel Jones. What happens when they actually get Daniel Jones some playmakers? What happens when they actually get Daniel Jones an offensive line? They're working on it. They have a couple pieces. Andrew Thomas is there. Evan Neal will get better. You know, Nick Gates is a great story. But, you know, they might fill in some other spots on that line over the next couple years where once you put Daniel Jones in an offense with a good line and a good group of receivers, I'm talking about, like, the receivers he has right now are good, but I'm talking about guys that make a difference, like the Justin Jeffersons of the world, like the A.J. Browns of the world. What happens when Daniel Jones has a guy that he can throw a five-yard slant to that takes it to the house? His numbers go up, and then he's evaluated differently. It's hard to put the guy in the top 10 when he only had 15 touchdown passes. It's hard to put the guy in the top 10 of quarterbacks when he's throwing for like 200 yards per game, but that was by design. They were trying to protect him. They also didn't want him to turn the ball over. They were trying to win games, and they did it conservatively. Now, there is no time to conserve. There is no tomorrow. They're in a game against the Eagles where... You go into the bag of tricks. I was pumped watching them this weekend because I called that. I'm like, there's going to be some trick plays. There's going to be some motion, some different formations. There's going to be some QB runs when the defense isn't expecting it. That's what you have to do. And Mike Kafka and Brian Dable, they're ready to roll. And Wink Martindale, all these guys together, they're not worried about other coaching jobs. They're worried about the job they're being paid to do right now for the Giants. And and you, you can't hate on it. I'm a Cowboys fan. I grew up hating the Giants. My older brother was a Giants fan. I couldn't go that way. But watching this and being a football guy, having played college football, and football literally changed my life, this is the best story in the NFL. Doug Peterson and the Jags, cool. Brock Purdy and the Niners, cool too. But overall, Joe Shane, Brian Dable, Danny Dimes, Saquon Barkley, this Giants defense, it's the best story in the NFL. They're in the divisional round. They won one game in their division. Now, back to BT. 
with BT and the whole Jersey thing, I don't think he should should do it. I don't think he even should have brought it back up. I don't think Tiki even wants him to do it. But there's a superstitious thing, at least for me. You know, when when we were younger, or when I was younger, there was a time in, like, the 2000s where you could wear any jersey, any hat, as long as you had the kicks to match. It was like a fashion thing. We had tall tees, fitteds, and kicks, and it could be any team, and, you know, people would wear it for fashion. I remember always having a Yankee hat on and feeling disrespected when people would say, are you a Yankee fan or are you just wearing that for fashion? My response would be like, what do you want to talk about? The rotation, the bullpen, the lineup? Who's pitching next? Like, don't assume that I'm wearing this for fashion. But they do that. I remember Colin Kaepernick was photographed in a Miami Dolphins hat. Uh, and I think he was in Miami. But he was obviously on the Niners. And people were like, oh, my God, why are you wearing that hat? He's like, it's fashion. It's fashion. But there's superstition. And there, uh, there's a picture. Um, I worked with John Boy. And John Boy and Jake, I guess they lost a bet. They went to City Field and put on Mets jerseys. They can never get rid of that picture. It's on the internet. They don't mind. They have fun with it. But at the same time, when that billboard went up outside Yankee Stadium with John Boy and Jake, uh, right outside Yankee Stadium, people were putting that next to the picture with the Mets jerseys. And that's what I'm saying. You know, picture has a thousand words. People can do what they want on the internet with it. If you lose a bet, or actually don't lose the bet, never take a bet where you agree to wear an opposing team's jersey. It's just it's never going to go uh, the way you want. It's not cool. And for the Jets and Giants dynamic, I talked about how tough it would be for the Jets fans, right? For the Jets fans, it's it's got to be tough, quietly. Jets fans, I know, are rooting for New York. They're rooting for the Giants, sure. But it is tough to watch the Giants get back to the top of the mountain again. Obviously, they're not at the tippy top, but they're one of the last eight teams standing in a year where nobody would have had them there. I was listening to Brandon Jacobs saying that, he predicted they'd win 12 games. I'm like, well, that's homerism. Nobody thought that. It, going into this year, they thought Tyrod Taylor could challenge Daniel Jones for the starting spot. Going into this year, Giants fans were like, Saquon's cooked. He's done. No way are we going to pay him. Going into this year, Kenny Galladay better figure it out. Oh, well, he doesn't figure it out. Kadarius Tony better be the guy. Oh, well, got to trade. You know what I'm saying? Nobody actually predicted this. So to be sitting here, and looking at where the Giants are and going into this uh, divisional round of the playoffs, if you're a Giants fan, you got to love it. They're saying, you know, run it back with the wear blue on Friday. People are setting up watch parties again, making plans. Um, I know some of the creatures hit me like, yo, where are you watching the game? I'm like, I'm not a Giants fan, bro. Like, I'm not, I'm not going anywhere to watch the game. I'm going to be in the crib. But, like, I understand Giants fans, like, this, you weren't expecting to be here this year, so enjoy it. And you know what you're really going to potentially enjoy? Beating the Eagles. My guy, Josh in the Bronx. What's up, Josh? I'm telling you, Keith, you're hitting everything on all the phones. I read, I seen that tweet. Danny Dimes. Danny Dollars. And that really <laughs> got me going, man. You're, you're a trip. I love listening to you while I'm waiting and talking. But anyways, look... Going back to last night when I was talking to you, no disrespect to the 49ers. The last time that the Giants were in the Super Bowl, was it not in Phoenix that they had that Super Bowl that year in 2011? Mm -hmm. And if that is, it's deja vu, and I think the Giants are going there. But then again, if the Dallas Cowboys upset the 49ers, now look, 
No disrespect to the 49ers, but wouldn't it be something if the Giants beat Philadelphia and Dallas to get to that Super Bowl? That, the Eastern Division, the Eastern Conference of the National Football League. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you for taking my call. I just wanted to bring that up. Thanks for the call, Josh. You're I believe the uh, the 2008 Super Bowl for the Giants was out in University of Phoenix Stadium. But 2011 was at Lucas Oil. Uh, let me Google real quick and make sure. I think so. Yeah. But shout out to Josh. He's on to something, right? There's similarities. There's like writings on the wall. There's a lot of parallels and things that people are pointing to. Where, you know, it's making you believe. Whatever. Whatever you need to believe, believe. Keep McPherson on the fan. The number to dial is 877-337-6666. I got to break it down, but I'll be right back. Yes, sir. KM to 2 a.m. 1 a.m. KM to none of that. Just keep McPherson at night. Late night sports desk. I don't know. It doesn't really have a name. This isn't a five-hour KM to AM. We had the Giants preview show. I'm on 9 to 1, and then Salicata's on 1 to 5. That works. I was listening to uh, Carton Roberts, and I, I, I love I love Craig. Craig is hilarious. <laughs> and uh, for, you know, the last three days, Craig has been talking about, you know, writing his rap and getting his freestyle off, and he did it today, and I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. Um, and then he mentioned Sal. I guess I missed. I didn't listen to Sal's show till 3 a.m. There's no way I could do that. I'll be up and then I won't sleep the next day and I won't be right. But uh, I, I missed uh, Sal Licata talking about his rap skills. I guess Craig said something along the lines that Sal came on last night and said he's also a rapper or a good rapper. I'm not a rapper. I'm not a rapper. If I was, I wouldn't be sitting here. I'd be in the studio. I'd be putting out mixtapes i'd be uh trying to make it big in the rap game but i mean very young i knew i wasn't gonna actually like make it in rap but i started rapping very young so when you hear me write something in rap and it flows and there's wordplay and bars like it's not something that just randomly happened uh i've been doing that since i was like 13 or 14 and uh i love hip-hop and i love sports and i've always been on a mission to combine the two um, I think that athletes want to be rappers. Rappers want to be athletes. And, uh, I mean, even on WFAN, we come in and out of breaks with music. You just heard uh, Biggie Small's hypnotized beat. It's it's all relative. It's all together. And uh, I don't know. I don't plan on doing too many rhymes on the air. I'm sure there's some people that are like, oh, my God, what's going on? <laughs> Good, your beat. But uh, it's just like performative and uh, this isn't the first mic I've been in front of. Um, I don't know. It's just another way to kind of like show your talent and uh, bring some creativity to the air. I'm glad that it sparks something uh, with the rest of the host. And, you know, we're just trying to have fun. We're just trying to entertain and uh, have fun doing our job. And it's been fun so far to start 2023. 2022 was a blast. So let's keep rocking. Now, we're obviously talking Giants and Brian Dable. And uh, Wink Martindale, in his media availability today, was asked about Boston Scott. 
And after he was asked about Boston Scott, I think I went and bet on every possible, like, Boston Scott touchdown. <laughs> I'm not telling you to go do that. But the guy has scored a bunch of touchdowns against the Giants. We all we all know about how they call him a Giants killer. He's really not. But um, Wink Martindale was asked about it, and he said, it predates my time here. I can't answer that. The question was, uh, you know, is, is Boston Scott a Giants killer or something along those lines? He said he's a good running back. They've got a stable of good running backs. I can't answer that. I just know because he scored, I don't think he's a giant killer. Boston Scott has 10 touchdowns against the Giants. And in his career, I think he has 18. So I I took him because you know the Eagles are going to, even if it's like uh, Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell, like if they're first and goal, they're going to run Boston Scott just to keep that theme going. Uh, but maybe that doesn't happen. Maybe the Giants' defense holds. Uh, I like that Wink said that. Wink, um, you know, also said, what a great time to be a Giant and be a fan of the Giants. I'm so happy and proud of the defense and the way we played against Minnesota. The two fourth-quarter stops at the end of the game, it was just great to see. So between Wink, between between Kafka, Dable, I saw Dable um, <laughs> step on the field and immediately challenge Saquon Barkley in rock, paper, scissors. And to me, when I see something like that, I'm like, they are always competing. I wrote it under the uh, SNY Giants videos tweet of that video of Dable coming out onto the field. He sees Saquon. He just sets up rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Always competing. And when you're always competing, it just breeds more competitiveness. And in the NFL, these guys are the highest of competitors. They compete at every level, and they're certainly going to compete Saturday night down there in Philly, and I think the pressure is on Philadelphia. It's on Jalen Hurts. It's on Nick Sirianni. They've never won a playoff game. Jalen Hurts has played one game in the last month. Nick Sirianni, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what they do. I know they've got a ton of talent, but it's not always talent. It's coaching. It's preparation, and I really do believe that bye week can make you cold. I really do believe if you're not used to it, like let's say the Chiefs are and Andy Reid who had, uh, you know, the number one seed more than once. And, um, you know, he also had that in Philadelphia with Donovan McNabb and those guys. Like, he knows what to do to keep his guys loose, how to practice or whatever. Uh, Nick Sirianni, this is his first go-round. And the same way I said that the Giants team evolved from August to January, the Eagles are not the same team that they were in September and October where everyone was saying they're going to go undefeated. They're the favorites to come out of the NFC. Like, let's think about that, too, with the NFC. In the last two years, it was the Rams and it was Tom Brady and the Bucks. Tom Brady comes back this year because the NFC South was super weak. He's thinking he just had to win the South and potentially have a cakewalk to another Super Bowl. Why not come back? Um, the Rams had a Super Bowl hangover. And when you looked at the NFC, the Eagles emerged first. The Niners had some sketchy games in the beginning of the year. I think they lost to the Bears. They also lost to the Broncos. So people weren't thinking about the 49ers um, being a top team. Dallas, I think everybody knew Dallas had the talent on the roster on paper, but could they put it all together? No one saw the Giants getting here. Minnesota even, uh, you know, the talent that they have. People people thought that they would have a chance, but no one saw the Giants being here. So, hey, keep sleeping on them. Keep underestimating them, and we'll see what they do Saturday. I think they'll be ready to go. 
Ross in Bergen County back on the fan. What's up, my guy? Hey, Keith. What's going on, man? You know, holding it down, watching the Knicks. I don't know what was wrong with these guys, but they're about to lose this game. And I know Mitchell Robinson went down, but they were shooting terrible from three. I think I saw they were like five, a twenty-two uh, from three. Like, yeah, I saw like the first two minutes of the game it was like seventeen to five Washington. It's not, yeah, not yeah, crazy. They never led One of like, those wash games. Oh, they they've been streaky all year though. They won, they like won eight, then they lost six in a row, then they won like eight out of nine. That's what I say about them, bro. As soon as they start to build up some goodwill, they erase it. Bro, it's unbelievable. You want to talk about a disgrace? How about those uh, purple and gold up in Minneapolis? Oh my god, those are your boys. That's your team. You tell me about them. What a disgrace! (laughs) You know, there's not much more to say. I mean, they're the Mets. They're the Mets of the NFL. You know, they give you some hope and promise every year going into the first few months of the regular season, and they just crash and burn when it matters most. The Minnesota Mets. It's a, yeah, right. Or, you know, the New York Vikings. Either way either way you look at it, I mean, and Jefferson's, excuse me, I know we're not in Minneapolis here, so I'll be quick with the, the Vikings talk, but Jefferson's going to be the same situation as Diggs. He's going to walk, and I know that I don't really think the, you know, the Cousins narrative, you know, the Cousins, uh, the media has a field day with Kirk every time they lose a game. Yeah, honestly, he had it probably... I'd say Jones probably had the better game because he had the rushing aspect to his to his numbers too. But Kirk threw a pretty solid game too. Aside from that, you know that infamous fourth and eight checkdown with the game on the line. But honestly, if you don't have Saquon and and the better eighteen on the field and Hodgins running down the field like there's no tomorrow up and down the field every 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 other second, Ed Donatello's got the, probably the worst defensive playbook in the league. You know, Kirk doesn't have to be in that situation. You know what I mean? Every game with them all year was like last-minute panic situations. Yeah. Honestly, it's not on Kirk. Too. And reports are that they're going to re-sign Kirk and they're going to re-sign Jefferson, and they'll they'll be right back at it. They got it. JJ's got to come back, and even Kirk too. You know, I, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I think he's worth 36 mil a year, but the way the media ranks on a guy, I mean, you think he's you know he's down there with the ranks of you know Carson Wentz and then he's made a Taylor ton Anakin of money. He's like going to make more money, yeah. and that's the thing about quarterbacks, right? As we're talking about Daniel Jones. These quarterbacks are not readily available. It's it's not like the quarterback play in the NFL is that good across 25, 30 teams. It's really like 10, 15 max that have a solid quarterback situation. So if you have a Kirk Cousins, you keep him. If you have a Daniel Jones, don't run him out of town. Right. Well, I mean, this version of Daniel Jones, you know, I brought up to you before, you know, you look at the first four years of Daniel Jones, you know, those are the bottom tier quarterbacks, you know, that, the media wants to rank Kirk with him, and now he finally gets to, you know, this this competent head coach. And even going into the year two, people were bringing up the name Josh Allen. Look what, what Brian Dable did with this uh, kid drafted out of Wyoming, albeit he was the was sixth or seventh overall pick. Nobody saw him being the top, uh, without a doubt, top two quarterback in the league. You could argue, you know, two or three with Burrow, and even some people put him over uh, Pat Mahomes, but nobody saw him turning into this this you know, perennial top, top top three QB in the league every year, and people were bringing his name up. Like, what, what if uh, Dable could turn Jones into what he turned Allen into? And, you know, I wouldn't say so Jones far, is so good. near what Allen is next, but he's making uh-huh. us a hell of progress compared yeah, so to what far, Schirmer so and Judge good. did. But yeah, I, well, he, at least he just looks competent. You just got to start somewhere. The guy was a disaster in his first Bro. year. The guy was a turnover machine. We know the whole thing. Daniel story. Jones added a stiff arm to his run game. If he adds a juke this week, <laughs> I'm going to lose it. He had that, uh, he had, what did they call it, the, like Statue of Liberty or something, where he faked mm-hmm. through it and then he handed it off behind his back. Like he, he, We couldn't imagine seeing those kind of things from him. That's a play he call. That's, that's by design. They had, to, they, had to, they had to put that in. They had to install that in practice. 
and then they executed it in the game. It wasn't a big play, but it was still cool to see a Giants offense that went from being very vanilla, vanilla Vic, very basic, to now like opening the playbook a little bit more. Let's get crazy. Let's see what they can do in Philly. You got to shock them somehow. You got to take some chances. Thanks for the call, Ross. Marco just walked in, so that means it's time to go to the break and the update as we approach the 10 o'clock hour, 877-337, a six, a six, and two more sixes. I'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 